Hey, it's Rob here. Today we're going to talk about the components of a mindset training plan that you might use for your next event. If you've been to one of the workshops I've run recently, you'll get a great understanding of why it's important to incorporate some kind of mindset training in your current training system. If you don't, you are leaving a huge amount of your potential on the table. In the psychobiological model of training, we learn that your psychology is really the gateway to how much of your physical training you can actually access in any moment. So all of the training work you're doing to build your athletic performance, your stamina, your endurance, your muscle strength, your VO2 max, your lactate threshold, all of these critical components about your physical makeup provide the maximum potential you can have in any one moment. But the mindset and your psychology will determine what percentage or how much of that physical performance potential you can actually utilize in any one moment. So today we're going to talk about the two plans and how they run side by side or parallel um, and how, how you can tack on a mindset training plan to your existing training plan. So there's really five main components to a mindset training plan. And you might want to write some of these down if you can um, take notes as you listen. So the five really um, go hand in hand, almost as though you're working uh, from, the, from one through to five. You can jump around a little bit, but the critical step is that you make sure you complete every step thoroughly. Otherwise, um, the plan will not come together well when you most need it. So in the five steps, we'll start with step one. And really, step one is understanding what makes you tick as an athlete and as a human being. I have seen so many people uh, over the last 12 years now that I've been doing ultras, ultra marathons, that is, seeing them go after races and go after goals and come away completely empty or unfulfilled. And that's why this piece of your mindset plan is so important. There's a big difference between achievement and fulfillment. And if you don't do step one, you will may reach your goals. I'm sure you will reach your goals, the ones that you really want. But the question is, when you reach that goal, will you have the satisfaction and fulfillment that you're looking for? Or will you just get the head up and look for the next goal, the next mountain to climb? Now, when you understand what makes you tick, you know, it can be quite a a deep process sometimes, sometimes not, but sometimes it can be quite deep and you might go through a series of stages and exercises to find that out. Um, But what it gives you is the ability to set a goal that's aligned with who you are as a person, your personal values, what's really important to you, if you've got a personal philosophy or a mission statement or a vision for your life, um, either one of those, your goal to make it fulfilling for you should align with all of those components of who you are. And this knowing yourself portion is one of the most critical pieces to becoming a complete athlete. Because really, when you can become that complete athlete, that is the catalyst for other areas of your life. And they say how you do one thing is how you do everything. But when you think about the goals that you're setting, when you can align them with your values and your personality and what you 
your personal mission or your meaning or your purpose or all those kinds of things and set a goal in alignment with that, your training will become more purposeful. Your eating, your hydration, your nutrition, your planning, your sleeping will fall in line when you're in alignment. When you're out of alignment, and some people will set goals because they're chasing other people's goals, other people's ideas of what they should do or external things or being told you should do this or this or this. That's when you start to feel that you know motivation drop or not sure why you're doing it or just harder to get out the door. So this first piece is really about understanding yourself. There's a bunch of techniques. I'm going to expand on, on these incoming podcasts, uh, but also in an uh, upcoming workshop, I will be doing a series of workshops and I'll tell you a bit more about those at the end. So that's step one, understanding really what makes you tick as an athlete, as a person, and really who you are as, as a person. Let's move on. Number two. Number two is the goal setting, knowing where you're going, kind of your vision component of the mindset plan. So there's a goal setting can be quite simple. There's a few real distinctions that I do when I help people set goals. There's a lot of great research there about how hard to make a goal compared to what you've done in the past or what your actual capabilities are. So there's some really good research out of Harvard at the moment um, that says you should be setting a goal within a 15% range of your maximum capacity. So if you set a goal that's too hard, your body actually doesn't release enough dopamine, which dopamine is the is a neurotransmitter for basically for more or for motivation. So it's dopamine is the one that that drives you to do do things again and again and again. And if you set a goal that's way beyond, way beyond anything you think you can uh, actually achieve, those huge audacious goals. It's great to dream big, but sometimes they can have a detrimental effect on your motivation. Likewise, this is what the research says. If you set a goal that's too easy, you also don't get that kind of drive from the dopamine. So it's really important to set something in this range um, of something that's going to definitely challenge you, definitely, absolutely challenge you and not be boring somewhere around that range. So that's important, that that distinction there. Um, So goal setting will look at your motivation so are you where where how much percentage is your internal motivation versus your external or intrinsic versus extrinsic motivation and all of the stuff that we put together from the first step helps you to set these goals um goal setting is kind of like a recipe uh, you can find your recipe for your perfect race so for me it's something like i love to travel to a race i love to take my family see a new new place uh, that i haven't raced before and I love to um, experience new like race directors and the way that the race, the culture of the race, if you like. So that, that's kind of what I look for. Um, if I, I also do like a solo mission every now and then just to go on my own um, and do kind of like a hermit <laughs> race where I just completely on my own. But for you, it might be to travel to do an event with a bunch of people that you know really well, or it might be to go to a beautiful place or, or do, you know, one of the big races around the world that that you get to have a holiday and train for and go somewhere and experience a new culture and race. But when you can find your own kind of perfect race recipe, it's aligned with the the stuff that you've done in step one, you really start to set these powerful goals that um, really help you um, bring the best out of yourself, which is what this is all about. So step two is about about goal setting, about knowing where you're going, setting a vision and, and then linking all of the important things to that. 
very important part about goal setting is linking it to your values, which you've stepped, stepped out in um, number one. So moving on, step three, this is really the immersion training of your training plan. So this is where we do the mindfulness during running. We talk about those that four quadrants of, of um, where your perception is as you're training. So you are, are you internal? Are you external? This is as you're running. And are you broad or narrow? So that's one of the four quadrants. And, and really getting to know yourself on which of those quadrants you perform best in. The imagery is where we bring in imagery or visualization as it used to be called, but really starting to, to build vivid imagery around where you're going and how you're going to get there and all of the emotions that go along with it. So if you're training for an upcoming race, um, the imagery part of it will be about how you're going to perform leading up to the race, then during the race and after the race. It will definitely include things that can potentially go wrong. It's not all about positive stuff um, that has been proven again not to not to work so in your imagery you are visualizing or imagining things going wrong and how you are going to deal with them very important part of um of using imagery in athletic performance uh, of course this is the self-talk component which you may have heard me talk about before critically important um how you talk to yourself and there's there's new research i read this week about even saying things out loud can have a so, so for example saying a negative self-talk out loud can have a seven to ten times uh, deeper effect on your performance than saying it in your head now this kind of stuff is is amazing to me to think that you're looking for the one percenters in your training of of pushing that extra um, set in your hill reps or in your speed set or in your tempo or, or whatever and yet if you're not fixing this stuff that's going on that you're saying to yourself, you're leaving a huge amount on the table. Uh, so self-talk is, a, again, it's a personalized thing. This is why th this stuff really takes time to develop and it takes a lot of reflection to work out what your actual self-talk is. And this all falls under this number three, immersion training, where you're bringing it all in and immersing yourself in your own personalized um, mindset work while you are training because what you do in training is preparing yourself for that event it's too late in the event if something goes wrong in the event and you haven't prepared your self-talk or you haven't prepared how you're going to get out of it in your imagery it's too late to just make it up on the fly in your event so that's step three the immersion training step four step four is around anxiety or arousal control um and injury management and injury, when I mean management, I don't mean the physical management, I mean the mindset, the mental side of your injury. So anxiety control leading up to a race um, and how, what kind of stuff you do. And this is, this is a big thing for me, it's something I still struggle with immensely. And I know a few of you who also do. Um, and it's a huge thing in sport. And that's why there's, there's so much stuff out there that I'm, I'm bringing together. I will share with you around that pre-race anxiety, what to do leading up to it and how to uh, control the anxiety pre-race and during the race uh, to stop yourself from going down those downward spirals during a race or what's often termed in sports psychology as an amygdala hijack where you completely go into a fear, fight, flight, freeze response um, and, and get out of your performance mindset. So that's step four, anxiety, arousal control and injury um, management 
from your mindset perspective. Step five is about that performance mindset. So it links into step three, which is the immersion training, but really in step five, this is specific to the race you're doing and it's the performance mindset of bringing your A game, knowing when you're falling into your B game. So your A game, your best performance, your B game is where you are outside of that best performance and you're, and you're flagging or going downward spiral because you're focusing on things, for example, you can't control. You're focusing on what people will think of you, you're focusing on the result, you're focusing on fear of failure instead of being on your A game, all the things you can control. And a big part of performance mindset is there's more visualization and almost um, like a almost like a hypnosis where we take you back into your best performances and you find those elements of those performances where you perform best. And then you bring those into your training, into your um, uh, recovery after training to build up your best performance mindset so that when you're training, you are in this performance mindset and you're focusing on what you're doing, building like a brick wall, every training session, a brick wall towards your um, desired race. So that's step five, is the performance mindset. And that's really getting your mindset, your head ready for training, but most importantly, for the event that you're leading up to. There's a lot of stuff um, that I've covered today, and I've also, the stuff that I've left out. So the five steps again, understanding what makes you tick or knowing yourself as a person and athlete. Number two, knowing where you're going with that goal setting um, and setting meaningful and and fulfilling goals for you, not for anybody else. Step three, that immersion training um, where we go into the self-talk, the imagery, the mindfulness uh, stuff. Step four, the anxiety, arousal, control and injury. And step five, the performance mindset. Again, when you can drop the expectation of outcome and perform from your best performance state or A game, that's when you're going to maximize your potential performance, pardon my stuttering, and get more out of the physical capacity that you've built. So like I said, I'm going to be expanding more on these. Most importantly, um, I want to make sure you put this together for yourself um, so that you can, it's going to take time to work through it and figure out what works for you and what doesn't work for you, where to put it in your training. For example, this stuff needs to be periodized exactly like your training. You're going to have in your building up, say you're building up for a 10K uh, race, a, a run, you're going to have a, a building block phase where you're doing long um, building phase and then you're going to be doing a speed work and a strength phase leading up to the race specific. As you get closer to an event, say an Ironman, You'll be looking at the course and you'll be um, staggering your training to replicate the course profile uh, closer to the date. But you're not doing that six months out. Six months out, you're you're building your aerobic base and your capacity. And it's the same with the, this kind of planning. You, you're, you're building this stuff over periodized time. And as you get closer to the race, it becomes more specific. So your imagery is more specific. Your self-talk is more specific as you get closer to race day. I'm going to be running more workshops the workshop um, that will come next will be how to put these five components together for yourself. So if you come to the workshop, you will leave with yours planned out. It won't be the one that's set in stone, but it will be a plan that you start with. And from there on, I'm going to create um, like a group of us, like you know, almost a group coaching. I'll open it up. I'll let you know the dates when it will happen. 
and we'll create a group, um, I don't know, maybe five to 10 people and we'll work together so you can hear other people's mindset plan and what they've done and then we can give you feedback, work one-on-one during in the group with each of you to find out what's actually working. So I'll be releasing those dates soon. What I'm most interested now, if you'd be interested in um, getting a spot in one of those workshops, please email me at athlete.mindset.training at gmail.com. So athlete.mindset.training at gmail.com. And just say, hey, Rob, I'm interested in doing one of the workshops. Can you let me know when it is? Um, it'll, and I'll get back to you with you know course outline as we've just talked about. So, and also let me know if this has been useful. Uh, I'll continue these podcasts as long as you're getting use out of them. And any feedback you have, please email me the same uh, email. That's athlete.mindset.training at gmail.com. All the best for putting together your own mindset training plan.